And uh, we are joined now by Jason Logan, Senior Industry Analyst. Jason, thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, you're welcome. And, and cover's 100% free. You don't need to sign up. You don't need a membership fee or anything like that. It's why Hell yeah. pay us. You know, you got to pay your bookie, so why come out and have to pay us, too? So, yeah, it's 100% free. Go check it out. It is. It is. It's, it's You know, there, to me, some of it should be under a paywall, uh, except for Andrew Cayley. The man's a fool. Um, so... <laughs> A lot to get into. First, let's do the let's do cone of honesty here. Did you watch the entire national championship game? No, I, I didn't. So, uh, oh, good for I'm, you. I'm not, good. I'm not a I'm not a big college football guy. Like I enjoy college football. I just don't have the time to watch it. But uh, my my son's birthday usually falls around the same time as the title game. So we usually go to the local pub, sit down, have something to eat, watch the game, and we were <laughs> just hoping for we were hoping for a good game. So by by halftime, when they were up 31, uh, it was check, please, and uh, we were on our way home. Yeah, I was out doing some errands and things. I came home, and I saw that score. I'm like, well, I guess I was right when I, I you know, because my prediction was Georgia would win in cover, and it was, it was based on no actual intelligence beyond when in doubt, take the SEC team to win in cover. That was it, and it paid off. Yeah, and you could absolutely see, like, that pedigree of player, like when I just first saw them on the field, I was like, wow, Georgia is just so much bigger than TCU. So even the eyeball test for anyone that didn't know anything about football or which conference those teams came from, it it looked like uh, little giants out there at some time. Yeah. Except with a realistic ending and not a Hollywood one. (laughs) Yeah. So Jason, as you're my guest on the show, here's what I was thinking I was going to do. And I came up with this idea when the music was still playing. There is six NFL wildcard games on this weekend. Um, you tell me which one you're the most interested in, and then I'll give you a corresponding question, uh, depending on which one you give. Uh, honestly, I'm just kind of starting to sink my teeth into a lot of these. I do have some early bets, but uh, I mean, they all have their own thing. If you just want to go through the schedule, we can just go through the schedule and, and see, what we, see what we come up with. All right, we'll start first with this one, Seattle at San Fran. Uh, this one might be the least compelling because, I mean, Seattle to me is the Cinderella story, but Brock Purdy is also a Cinderella story. In the end, it comes down to this. San Fran is averaging 36 points per game at home with Mark Purdy under under center. Seattle's giving up nearly 30 points per game when they're on the road. Can you make any argument for why Seattle can uh, cover the spread or come up with an upset? Outside of, like, divisional game. And Seattle's defense is playing much better, um, which wasn't that hard to do considering how bad it looked at the start of the season. But they are playing much better. Uh, towards the end of the season. But for me, I'm looking at the total here. This is one of the bets that I did have in the early bet. I took under 43 in this game. If we, look yes. at the last, if we look at the last matchup, and we don't have to go back that far. They played in week 15. The Niners won 21-13. They were up 21-6 leading late in the fourth quarter, and then Seattle scored a touchdown to make it look a little closer than it was. But the Niners went out. They had 170 yards rushing. Um, you know, And they made Seattle have to pass more in that second half. And, and Seattle has been finding a balance on offense or wanting to run a lot more. Um, and that one closed with the total around 42 and a half. But for, for this, like I said, the defense for Seattle is looking much better. The offense for Seattle is not looking as good as it was earlier in the year. Um, and then, like I said, we know the Niners approach. They want to go slow, methodical pace on offense and, uh, and, and chew it up on the ground. So I, I, like, I like the under here. The weather for Santa Clara is not calling for California weather as well, too. The extended forecast right now, dang rain, potential winds, nothing too crazy, but 
not great weather for for uh, Santa Clara. So uh, I think as we get closer to the weekend, this total is going to tick down. So I do like the under 43 right now. Love it. And a bonus one for people out there. Keep an eye on the Christian McCaffrey receiving prop bets. He has caught 80% of his targets. Seattle is without their best, one of their best linebackers in Jordan Brooks. So um, I think there's going to be a matchup there that you can exploit. Moving on, then, we will just go in chronological order. It is Chargers at Jacksonville. And the thing I'm curious about with uh, both these quarterbacks is that if you go look at guys like Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, None of those quarterbacks put up good numbers in their first playoff start, and now we've got two young guys that we all love making their first start. How do you see this from the perspective of uh, Herbert versus Lawrence? Well, I will say Herbert is the best quarterback Jacksonville has faced in a few games here. Like They took advantage of guys like Dobbs and Mills and Zach Wilson, some pretty bad quarterbacks. And when we've seen them play quality quarterbacks, they've given up a ton of points. You look at the recent matchups with Dallas and Detroit, Baltimore, Kansas City, they gave up 27, 27, 40, 34 points there. And Herbert is a better quarterback than all but Mahomes in that list of guys there. And a far, far bigger and a big step up in competition from those last three foes. So I, I am looking at Herbert props here once those start to roll out. Uh, touchdown passes, looking towards some overs too. Even with Mike Williams, dinged up in the stupid move by Staley to play some of those guys, but he is, he is trending towards practicing. So we are seeing that now we did see, we did see the Jags beat them 38, 10 back in week three. They took advantage of a really bad chargers run defense, which is still there. They haven't plugged those holes at all too. So they could play a little keep away from Herbert. And that makes me feel maybe even a little better about his passing because if they, if they do have success on the ground and they are be able to chew up the OP and, take their time and kind of limit him, I think he's going to have to come out and, and throw it. So uh, looking at Herbert overs there, but definitely an interesting line move. This one opened anywhere from plus one and a half to plus two and a half on Sunday night. We saw those injuries popping up for the Jags, and then the market started moving away from the Chargers, and we saw this one um, you know, drop as low as Jacksonville, plus one to a pick em at home. We are seeing some big comeback up as we're getting positive news on the Chargers, so we're seeing this one go back. I, I could see it getting back up to, like, L.A. minus one and a half again, maybe minus two. You know what the weird thing about that is? And I know no one wants to bet on Jacksonville. And Justin Herbert is a sexy quarterback, even though his average yards per throw is in the Matt Ryan level. But the, the Jaguars, I know they're in the AFC South, but they beat Dallas, the Chargers, and Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. I went and looked it up. The Chargers' biggest win was against Miami when they won 23-17. I think that's mm-hmm. their only win against the team that's over 500. I don't know yeah. why all the money is going on the road Chargers. Um, well, it's not, it's, I mean, I don't think it's there yet. I think you could see kind of something come back now. We'll see the Jags. The Jags play nice with the advanced athletics. So in, in terms of, like, the sharper guys, the system guys, there's, they've been a very, very popular pick towards the, the last month and a half of the season. A lot of pro guys were on Jacksonville. Um, so I think, I think we'll see a pretty good split here. But for me, I'm looking at Herbert as that massive step up in QB competition for them. And, um, yep. you know, regardless of how the, how the game works out, his, I think his props are live. So. From Covers.com, we're joined by senior industry analyst Jason Logan. Uh, moving on to Sunday. Uh, t- to me, like the problem with Sunday is I have no idea with the health of Tua. I got no idea the health of Lamar Jackson. So to me, it feels like 
uh, just a very simple parlay. And if you want to be a coward, and I am, <laughs> you take it on the money line. You just parlay the Bills and the Bengals to win. That, to me, seems like a, a nice, cowardly Sunday bet. Yeah, so if you look at the – there was one offshore book, and they kind of did us a favor by coming out and saying, these are kind of the spread ranges, to the, depending on the Miami QB situation. They were saying if Tua was in, Miami would be about a seven-point underdog. If Teddy B's in, around a 10, Skylar Thompson, it's going to be about two touchdowns. And if you look at the market right now, it's sitting around 10.5 to 11. You've got Mostert. His uh, status also questionable as well, too. For me, I, I look at the, the Bills' offense – and the defense, their offense had their way with Miami last time out. And then the defense, this is the third go-around for Leslie Fraser against this McDaniel offense, which was a little bit of a question mark. Uh, no one really knew what was going to come out of it. And then they've got a worse, they're potentially going to have a worse QB. If you, if you pay attention to the odds and you say that it's a 10, 10 and a half, they're looking at, that's what it's saying is Teddy B or Skylar Thompson. So they're going to have a worse QB at the wheel for that game. So for me, um, you know, it's at 10 and a half. It's on the other side of that hook. I'm a big fan of the double result, which is like the first half full game odds, and you can get some okay prices there if you're not comfortable laying a big favorite. Right now, you can get the Bills to win the first half and then just win the game at around minus 180, which it's under 2-1. to one. I, yeah. have no laying, I have no problem laying that with a team as quality oh. as Buffalo in a defense as bad. And, and then the offensive line for the Dolphins as well dinged up. So um, I think Buffalo gets right. I think the result that we saw um, against New England – was a bit skewed. It was a weird game, but it was a weird week for Buffalo. You had the Hamlin incident. You had them traveling back home. You had them not focused, not really prepared, not playing a lot of football before that game with the Patriots. And we saw it. They had three turnovers. It was just kind of a messy game. Um, I think they really tighten it up. They come after the Dolphins in this game. Oh, I love that bet. I love that bet. All three of the Bills' losses have been by two points, three points, three points. And when they lost to Miami, they outgained them by 285 yards, had 16 <laughs> more first downs, held the ball for over 40 minutes. And as you mentioned there, Jason, Teron Armstead has missed uh, Miami's last two games. Their right tackle, Brandon Shell, left the game with a knee and ankle injury over the weekend, and he did not return. Finally, Giants at Minnesota. This game feels like a hot potato of I don't trust you. The Vikings win every game by one score. The Giants can't pass. And, and defensively, their numbers are not as good as you think. They're dead last in interceptions. Uh, they're, they're 18th in points allowed, 25th in yards allowed. I don't trust either of these teams. How say you with Giants at Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, and, and this is one of those matchups where we don't have to go back too far. We can look at uh, you know, how these teams played, and they actually played on Christmas Eve. So we do get a relatively yeah. recent sample size. And Minnesota, in true Minnesota's fashion, squeaked out a 27-24 win. They had a uh, field goal at the last second that went over. They, cut, they, they failed to cover as four-and-a-half favorites. That line opened three, so it did move up. We're seeing this one three. It dipped down to two-and-a-half. We're seeing some buyback. You can get Minnesota right now minus three, a cheap minus three. Um, but looking at that game, the Giants led 13-10 heading into the fourth quarter. And then there was this, this big eruption of points. But the Giants, they left a lot of points on the table. They had a fumble on the 23rd-yard line uh, on Miami – or sorry, Minnesota's 23rd-yard line. They had some bad drops in the fourth quarter as well, too, that had them settling for field goal. And then they had two turnovers, had seven penalties. It wasn't a great game for the Giants, yet they just did not go away. Now, the Vikings, they don't play nice with the analytics – Sharp guys hate them. It's a 13-win thir- yeah. thir- team that kind of ranks out along the lines of, like, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Like, they definitely don't speak to their record. 
And then if you look at the Giants, you said the Giants don't play well on defense. Well, they have played well towards the end of the year here. Since week 15, number three in EPA allowed per play. Uh, and, and then they have this blitz-happy attack that comes after Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins struggles against the blitz. So I think the G-men definitely a lean as an underdog here. I would love to see it on the other side, like a three and a half, but I just don't know if it's, it's going to get there. Yeah, and that winning field goal was a 61-yarder at the gun, and uh, that was, yeah, on back in weeks, when week 16. Uh, Jason, by the way, plug, plug, uh, plug the podcast. Plug, where, where can find Jason Logan beyond his work uh, with Covers.com? Sure. Well, we have, the, we have the Sharp 600 podcast, which is Covers podcast. We do that every Tuesday and Friday afternoon. Uh, primarily NFL focus, but with the NFL coming to a close, soon we'll be swinging that to NBA. But it, we go fast and furious for 600 seconds of, of high protein, low fat sports betting content. That's that's fantastic. So I I love everything about it except just switch the protein and the fat, or make it fifty fifty. <laughs> and now that's a little bit closer to my own diet. Hey, Jason, really appreciate. It. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. That is Jason Logan, Senior Industry Analyst with Covers.com. You can follow on Twitter at Cover JLo.